as our Luke readings have been throughout this green season of ordinary time, which quite frankly seems quite extraordinary, today's passage is challenging and complicated. The Gospel of Luke talks about management and money more than any of the other Gospels. And this particular parable or story is found nowhere else. What helps us understand this passage is to get a glimpse of what the culture and practices were for management in first century Palestine. The first consideration is the word manager. Bruno Dick's book, Management and the Gospel, provides insight. In the structure and experience then and there, management was not about a single house where someone was managing the laundry and grocery shopping and meal planning. A manager was typically a slave, and this person oversaw a house, which could be referring to many dwellings or possibly a business in a locale. This was a big job. Economically, there are two things to consider. Strong's exhaustive concordance serves us here. Our word economics today finds its etymology in the Greek word for manager in our story throughout and throughout Luke's gospel. Dick's work outlines the ways things were changing economically in first century Palestine. We glimpse this a bit if we go back even a little further and look at the writings of Aristotle. In his writings, we hear of sustenance economics and acquisition economics. Don't fall asleep here. Money was considered something that promoted relationship within the community, and the goal was to break even. It was not about making money. It was about fostering relationship. Acquisition economics, according to Aristotle, and this was just a few centuries earlier, Aristotle would say that acquisition economics is repugnant. Now, things were changing dramatically. As trade and commerce were growing, people were becoming wealthier, and many of the rich did not even live locally, but their slaves or employees did and would manage their investments. This is maybe the kind of rich man situation this story portrays with the boss. It was a time of change where money and its use were moving from promoting ongoing relationship to a more self-seeking acquisition economics. The last consideration before we get practical with this story has to do with a couple of pieces of translation. The semantics can throw us off a bit on two words today. The first word is dishonest. This word is more directly translated unrighteous. Now, the meaning of the word unrighteous can seem a bit nebulous to us, but in its basic definition, it has to do with being congruent, being the same, being consistent, non-contradictory. So unrighteous has to do with contradiction inconsistency, not being the same. This word in our story is connected to the word wealth. And the word wealth being used throughout the story does not always connote money, though it can. The Greek word used has to do with what one puts their trust in. So that could be money, or it could be something else. So instead of the phrase dishonest wealth, we may say unrighteous security. It is into this hodgepodge of understanding the culture, economics, roles of people, and word meanings 
that Jesus is speaking the story, comparing the manager with readiness for the kingdom of God. Today, we hear a manager is getting called on the carpet because of rumors that he is squandering the resources of his boss. The manager's solution in our contemporary lens, cook the books before you get fired. The manager decides the best thing to do is gather the debtors of his boss and cut their debts. To continue to put things in context, let's look at how much the shrewd manager was managing. Levine and Witherington's commentary on Luke helps us understand. The debt of 100 jugs of olive oil was worth just over three years' wages, and 100 containers of wheat would run about eight years' wages. The rich business person in our story is either engaged with other rich business people or poorer people with a tremendous amount of debt. This story sounds crazy to us because both in the story, the rich man praises the shrewd manager and Jesus, in his explanation of the story, affirms him. In our contemporary lens, the manager seems a bit conniving and deceitful. What is happening? It helps to look at the manager's goal in verse 4. I have decided what to do so that when I am dismissed as a manager, people may welcome me into their homes. The manager is looking for friends and security. The Greek word for homes there means a settled dwelling place, secure. This needs to be set next to Jesus' explanation of the story in verse 9. Jesus says, And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth, unrighteous security, so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into the eternal homes. Eternal homes. This is a different word in the Greek than the manager uses for homes. Here, Jesus is, using, is referring to a dwelling, a tent, a transliteration of the Hebrew word used for the tabernacle of God. We begin to realize that this story shows us a glimpse of the reality that we live in a world with priorities based on unrighteous security, and that this world will not last. We must know the character of this world. Part of our expectation comes from the rich man in verse 8. The children of this age, this world now, are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. That's us, the children of light. We need to be wise and wiser, shrewd as we live immersed in a place that is not our eternal home. Believe it or not, the manager shows us how to do this. As acquisition economics took hold, the gap between rich and poor began to grow. The shrewd manager helped the debtors to have less debt, and reducing the debt may have helped bridge the gap between rich and poor within the community. The rich boss, having reduced the debt of his patrons, is esteemed, and allegiance to him as houses are managed is strengthened. But the manager, the manager loses money, his commission, the decrease in debt, decrease in commission. We see the manager using money to show and grow the kingdom of God, not for acquisition, but to spread 
so that the gap between rich and poor is lessened. The shrewd manager is clearly not serving money. How did the manager do this? We see first in our narrative that he reflected and in reflection labeled the outcome he was looking for. That may be a helpful thing for us to do. What outcomes are we looking for and is how we are living taking us in the direction that we hope to end up at? The three concepts we talked about as we oriented to this passage today may inform our reflection. Management of money, security, righteousness. We may reflect on how we use money. Are there ways we use it to promote relationship and harmony in the community or the world? We may reflect on where our security is. Not only where do we find security, but how do we seek it, righteously or unrighteously? And perhaps to honestly reflect, not only on where we find security and how we get it, but another layer down, what gives us peace? What makes us feel safe? May we know where we live and the truth of its nature and character. And may we know where we are going and get there on purpose. Amen.